Hi, and welcome to Caffeinated Convos and Horrible Bosses. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Um, I am Lauren Williams, Chief Boss Lady of Workplace Harmony and co-founder of Williams and Quigley, helping in uh, companies change and grow and thrive and uh, just be the best they can be no matter where they are, what industry they're in. So that is super exciting and I am thrilled today. I absolutely, it took us a while to get this on our, our schedules because we're both pretty, I, I hate to say, but we both are pretty busy people and I am just very, very excited that my good friend could be here today with us from Learning Bridge. Um, I am, I just, I know your time is valuable and I know I had to like actually move us around a little bit. So, um, Glade, welcome, welcome. Please introduce yourself, tell everyone how you are, what you're up to, how things have been going. Sure, Lauren, thank you. I'm excited and you know, I'm glad our calendars worked out. Um, uh, I had a chance to listen to some of your podcasts and really engaged uh, with the way you're able to pull some lessons out for folks and particularly stuff that really helps. So I'm excited to do this. I know we've worked together before, at least our companies have. Um, so I'm excited to have a chance to share anything I have from my experience that might be useful. Um, but you know, as you said, Learning Bridge, we've been around about 20 years and I'll tell you, the thing that we are passionate about is feedback. And it's really is how can feedback be used to help somebody? You know, sometimes feedback often gets weaponized mm -hmm. um, or you feel like it's used against you. Yeah. Um, and so what gets me passionate is to help people figure out how no matter what that feedback is, how it comes at you, who it came from, what the motivation was behind it, that you can turn it into something that is of value to you. Not all of us have the benefit, you know, of working with great feedback givers. Um, in fact, yeah. it's kind of rare, um, but you need that feedback, right? Um, yeah. You can't you can't grow because you can't see your own behavior. You have to see it through others' eyes. Yeah. So what I'm passionate about is helping folks see through others' eyes, even when it may be delivered really poorly. Um, wow, so how do you do that? I mean, if someone's, de if it's delivered poorly, then that's my, that's what I'm left with. Yeah, that's, you know, so, I mean, we actually do a, a little bit of language kind of fun with it. I, I, you know, we'll say, hey, look, there's some there's some jujitsu moves that you can use for feedback. Um, so if you think about jujitsu, I don't, I don't want to imply that, you know, feedback is a combat art at all. Um, <laughs> but but jujitsu, you know, came out as a response to the samurai warrior. Like the, he had everything perfect, right? There was no way you could go up against a samurai warrior. And, but, but what jujitsu does, right? Says, well, forget it. You don't have the armor. You don't have the, you don't have the sword. But when that anger or when that energy Energy or when that positivity, when it's coming towards you, we're going to show you how to use that, manipulate it, and turn it to your benefit. So even in that's that's what jujitsu came about, and that's why it's kind of grappling, and it's like take their force, their energy, and turn it to your benefit. I love so, that. I love that. I love yeah. that. That is brilliant. You know, I was thinking when you said like feedback's great, but when it's delivered poorly, it's kind of like the hair in your favorite food. Oh, like, man, yeah. now I can't even eat this. You got hair in it. So I get like I like that jujitsu analogy of not spin it but take it so that it's something digestible something you yeah. can use and learn from that's amazing and I I'm a huge learning bridge fan I said that on your podcast but just sure. and have used it in the past love it love the report out love the ability for people to get some insights that they normally don't get brilliant 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 you are actually you founded it 20 years ago yeah and what yeah, led did. you like why'd you do that you know, it's kind of funny because we, um, 
So uh, I was uh, starting a management consulting business, or had been doing it for several years with a partner and myself that focused on strategic leadership. Um, how, how do you build, you know, understanding and ownership um, for a common strategic agenda across a large population and really empower the thousand little minds to come up rather than the one big brain? Mm-hmm. And so you got those tight relationships and we had folks that would come in and say, hey, you do so well with this stuff over here with our leadership. And 20 years ago, you know, they were just trying to take 360s and put them online. We said, can you help us do that? We'd really like to be able to get our leadership model in something that was useful. And to tell you the honest truth, I said no three times. And actually the fourth time I considered it. And then I had a fifth time when someone asked for it. That's when I said, yes, we do that. You know, and away we called up and got some software programmers working through it and started the business off of that. You know, if you have six people ask you, you figure there's a business there. That um, is awesome. So that's where it grew from. And basically it was, how do you help an organization take their leadership model and make it become the language of development with inside that organization? So they've often, you know, they create their own model um, and they have to then use somebody else's language uh, to kind of talk about it from the tools. So we said, look, let's take your model, use your language, um, and then use that to become the language of development inside your organization. And we did it through the 360 leadership development survey work. Yeah, well, you'd have to find leaders who, who want to embrace that. Yeah. Was yeah. that ever a challenge? Well, it, you know, initially it was not a challenge at all. Um, so, and, and obviously we, we do more than just take your model, turn it into something that you can use for feedback. We also have standard models. Um, because, I mean, to tell you the honest truth, right? Leadership behavior, we're human beings. Um, we do change, but we change pretty slowly, not like technology, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, although the language might be different, um, the concepts underneath it are the same. Um, so it's just getting folks to speak the same language of, of leadership, of what is important here. And it's really kind of resonates when an organization finds out that they can do that because they may have invested in their own model yeah. and they say, but they have a hard time embedding it. Um, and this is a way to embed it um, because now you've got a leadership conversation happening between an, a direct report and a manager that's using their language and the feedback mm-hmm. is structured to that and it's aligned, it helps embed it. So it hasn't been a challenge that way. That's great. That's awesome. So I'm sure in your time, you've uh, come across some pretty bad bosses. And I'd love to hear any, actually horror stories, as we get very close to Halloween, I'd love to hear horror stories of just awful bosses. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I do, um, you know, I think I mentioned to you, I've had some, a few, only a few horrible experiences myself, but not really a horrible boss. Um, But I, in my context of the work I've done at Leader, uh, Learning Bridge, I do a lot of executive coaching, uh, sometimes at senior levels, sometimes at more junior levels, and the boss conversation always comes into play. And you can see it in the leadership 360s that we do too. And so we've had some pretty interesting conversations as we go through in that deep one. I remember one um, I, in Australia um, doing like, you know, 360 survey debriefs for these senior executives. And this was like maybe two layers or three layers down from the, from the head you know, of the organization, ambitious folks. And I'm sitting down at the individual with his 360 survey. And you know, that you have the rating from your manager and you have the rating from your direct reports. And boy, he had great marks from his manager and really lousy marks. We're talking like on a five point scale, he's down in the twos and sometimes the ones from his direct reports. And when I sat down to talk with him, and you know, I thought, well, this will be interesting. Let's see how this goes. And he goes, Glade, Glade, you don't even need to tell me anything. I know, I know I'm gonna get great marks from my boss lousy marks for my direct reports. I said, well, that's interesting. Tell me why. He goes, well, 
you know, the only way I'm going to get what I want, which is not my boss's job, it's my boss's boss's job. And I want that in about 12 months. The only way I'm going to do that is by writing my direct reports as hard as I can to deliver results above any expectation whatsoever. So I, I really put them under the thumb to make that work. And so you can imagine that coaching conversation. Um, oh. <laughs> and, You're like, and, hi, I'm your wake up call. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I tried to wake him up um, with, with some conversations around what might happen if he continues to play this out. I can tell you it wasn't necessarily well received initially um, at all. Um, and about six months later, I'm going through the country again and I get a phone call kind of kind of urgent. Glade, 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 I, I need your help. Can, can you tell me three things that I can say or do that will make my people think I care about them? Oh um, my God. <laughs> But I just don't know if I'm going to be successful in this interaction as a coach. Um, his his values and his ambition uh, was so outstripped of what it took to be a quality leader and a quality human being. Until he had, you know, kind of a come to Jesus moment, there wasn't going to be much opportunity for, for receptivity. But I could see it on the edge because that's why the call came in. Wow. Um, and unfortunately, you know, for folks like that that are overconfident, I feel really bad in a sense because eventually it self-corrects almost always um meaning that you know and then when they tumble i'm like everyone helps them down the hill um, because i all remember the bloody bodies they used to climb up and i just knew that was in his future and and i was like if i could just get your attention to help you recognize that right. actually your people are not you know they're not a mechanism in this thing that you have that elevates yourself but when uh, you see your report out if i recall you see what you don't see who says it but you see those verbatim comments oh, and yeah. they hit you like whoa so was that anything that resonated with this person did not matter um when it came from his direct reports because the only measure for his success was his manager mm. because he had one thing on his mind and that was let me get promoted yeah um, and actually i'm gonna leapfrog my manager mm. and so he was he was you know when you have a personal agenda and you bring that into the workplace and it dominates every interaction eventually it catches up to you and you become a really horrible boss well yeah and even if he ever reached the pinnacle of where he's trying to get he would never be successful because yeah. you still need there's you're always going to have people you need to motivate and lead and yeah. if you act like a jerk and you just push people too hard that's awful oh my god that is truly an awful boss thank you that he was, was certainly story. that that you know that personal agenda mix and you know, yeah. take no prisoners approach but like i said he, he did have the tumble down um mm. uh, that humble got a little bit of humble pie but he needed a character shift um you know yeah. he needed an earthquake to kind of to kind of get him to view the world in a new way and put in plan that could say maybe i'm shooting for the wrong target here yeah yeah um, absolutely that's just one you know? yeah yeah um one thing i always like to ask everyone is what are you drinking well it's afternoon now sure, so there's yeah. no judgment if you're drinking drinking but what do you have right now you know i'm i'm a pretty straight laced guy when it comes to drinking i actually um i i'm I, i've been doing this every day now that's like um bi antioxidant cocoa fusion kind of drink um and then i i took a bunch of I get a couple of limes and I squeeze them in there and put, get the rind in there to give it a bit of a kick. Nice. Um, and, but you know, it's, it's not, caffeine doesn't have much of an effect on me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I grind that lime in there to give it a kick for me. And I, and I actually wondered why caffeine didn't have much of an effect. And I, 
done a DNA test for my ancestry type stuff. Nice. You can download that um, into a free thing that you do and I uploaded it to the science website that would run your genome against all the 50,000 articles out there. So it's not really a layman's kind of thing. Um, then there's a 50,000 articles and off it comes back with lots of bad news or whatever, because that's what you write about is the bad news. And it's, oh, your, your risk is double that of something. Oh, risk gotcha, originally. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, it was 0 0.05. Oh, so now I'm 0.1. Okay, not much. But the point was that they had in there one line was um, you, you metabolize caffeine. Um, fast. Wow. Um, so like, you're going to go right through the caffeine. It's not going to have much impact on you. So yeah. I'm resorting to limes. Go um, limes. Yes. <laughs> and get it bitter. And that wakes me up a little bit with an apple. So that's the coconut fusion with lime is what's nice. what I'm doing. Nice. Thank you for that. I will write that down. That's a good one. Um, playing along our theme of bosses, what about some of the really good leaders either you've worked with in your career, in your life, or ones that you've just sat back and said, wow, like that is a cool way to do that? You know, I've seen several that have been super successful. Um, when I first started out doing that consulting work that I mentioned to you early on for Learning Bridge, um, my uh, eventually became partners. Um, but when he brought me in, um, and the way he would build confidence in my, and my credibility with others, um, like obviously it was to his advantage as well. But I thought by the time he got done introducing me, and I'd only been there like a year or something like that, like I wanted to meet me. Yes. You know? I was like, wow, this guy's awesome. Um, who is he? Oh, wait, is that's, he that's me you're talking about? Uh, but he really um, was able to put me into positions where I could, you might say sink or swim, but he had confidence that I'd be able to swim. Um, and he built the confidence and set the stage for me with others um, and allowed me to enter in at an early stage in my career and have influence that was probably beyond my experience. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, I think, when I think of a personal experience, you know, that's, that was an, uh, that ability to build my credibility with others and then provide me an opportunity to shine mm -hmm. um, was great. And he could also give me very pointed feedback afterwards. Like he had the ability to, to lock in on you as a person and say, ooh, this is something that could help you. And so part of my passion for feedback came from him. When he locked in that one individual, it was like, how can I help you? You know, and that I've adopted throughout my career is that one-to-one, -one, I'm here to help you. How can I do that? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Now, let me ask you, in the school of feedback, there's the idea that before you give it, you ask if it's okay to give it. Are you in camp? I want to ask you first. Or are you in the camp of, I'm just going to give it to you? You know, it kind of, there's a lot of stuff moving on around around the feedback tools that are out there, right? So some of it, uh, certainly I might, uh, you can, you know, lay the stage, but I think there can be a misinterpretation and that can heighten the anxiety sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the classic, oh, give someone a piece of good feedback, then give them something constructive, then give them something good again, yeah. sandwich. Yeah. I think that's almost been blown away because now we're like Pavlov's dog. We know that when someone gives us a good piece of feedback, we know what's coming next. Right. You know, the bad piece is coming next. And so they get all anxious. And so I, sometimes I think by me saying, hey, I got some feedback for you. Do you want to hear it? Um, let's set up some time next week or tomorrow. Yeah, it just feels it, awful. <laughs> it just creates anxiety for them. Yeah. Um, in that. But I do try to offer, you know, positive feedback unsolicited um, without, um, without it ever being followed up with a but. Constructive, yeah. No, I um, agree. Let that hang alone. And then when I find the opportunity, I'll say, hey, I have some ideas that might be helpful for you. Would you like to like to hear a few of those? Yeah. I think it might help you out. So I don't usually use the word feedback mm -hmm. because of the connotation it has 
of, mm-hmm. oh no, you know, the formalized feedback processes that we go through year in, yep. happening out for many people, just creates anxiety. It does. So I, I will find ways to offer it, but I offer it as, hey, here's some thoughts. Yep. What do you think about this? I know it's helpful for me. What may, might be helpful for you? Yeah. This is something from my experience. So I don't ever use the word feedback when I'm giving it. Yep, I, I totally agree. And the way you frame that up, I would say that I think employees, when you give the sandwich technique of positive, constructive, positive, they lose the constructive and yeah. they, they they miss the message. It's like telling someone to get 10 things at the grocery store. They're never going to remember that. Like give them the thing you need. Give them the thing you need them to work on and spend time not just saying, well, you, you need to work on this, but like, how are you going to help them? How are you going to get them there? Or what, if you can't help them, who can? Or I I always try when I give feedback to people to then um, level with them of, you know, here's how I would work through that. Or here's how you could work through that. Or I remember a time I had to do this. Like, just to say, like, I'm not better than you just because I'm telling you this. I'm, I'm, I've also had to work on myself. And here's, you know, I learned this way. How do you learn? And following it up with a conversation, not just like, okay, I gave it to you. Now I'm going to run away because there's that hangover after that happens. So I love your approach and what you're doing with clients. You're sure you're so right with that hangover, right? Sometimes I think the feedback giver is giving the feedback because they want to give it. You know yeah. what I mean? Not yeah. because it's going to benefit the person. Sometimes I got the feedback, but I know it's not going to work with this person. And I need to have the, sometimes that's like, you know, am I giving them feedback or sharing my frustration? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm sharing my frustration, I'm not helping them. Um, if I'm giving them feedback, I'm there for their benefit. Um, and I need to keep that frame front of mind and I need them to feel that's why I'm there. Um, because if I can, the receptivity to it goes much more. And I'm not, you know, you said narrow it down. I am, a, I am not an advocate of extreme makeovers, you know, in the <laughs> career. It makes for great TV, right? Doesn't make for a great career path. Um, right. I love to find that small tweak for an individual. And sometimes that small tweak makes all the difference in the world. Yes, I agree. That makes a huge, huge difference. And just giving it to them in a really thoughtful manner. And I think you're right that managers often are so eager to just get it done. Like, oh, I just got to yeah. do it. That they, they fly by it and it, it almost feels inauthentic when they're that's the opposite of what they're trying to do i mean it's it's definitely tricky and sensitive so i love that your your life's work and your your company is all about helping people do that what if people want some help from you how do they find you how do i mean obviously learning bridge is the name but what is the best way to to connect with you certainly you know there's always you know um even directly through my email, but you could also go right to LinkedIn. Um, find me there. Learning Bridge has a page, but Glade is not that common of a name, G-L-A-D-E. Um, and so Glade Holman uh, is really easy to find me um, with that. And I'm always eager to have a conversation around how feedback can be used for your benefit. You know, we talk about that jujitsu. We got six pro moves, you know, that can help you take that horrible feedback and turn it to your benefit, even when it came from a bad place. I um, love that. And it can make a difference for folks. So and if it can help someone, you know, I'm all for that. And yeah. that's why I'm happy to have those conversations. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Glade. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate you so much. And it's been lovely getting to talk with you. And I can't wait till we catch up again. I look forward to it. Lots to mine. Thanks.